Brothers who are close in age can be best friends or they can be rivals. And truth be told, on the whole, I was a snotty and rude big brother. So, Bren, if you're listening, yeah, I admit it, I was a snotty big brother. But one day when we were kids in the neighborhood, my little brother was being picked on. And at first, I did nothing. I said nothing. But one of the kids said something to him, and, and maybe it was the fact that I was being bullied at school, but I snapped. And without realizing it, I had swung back and clobbered the guy right in the face, knocking that kid completely to the ground. You know what I did? <laughs> I ran home and hid in a closet. That's what I did in my David slays Goliath moment. <laughs> Now, because you and I are Americans, we're constantly reminded that we should stand up for our rights. Don't tread on me. I've got First Amendment and Second Amendment rights, baby. And, and culturally, we have an army of psychologists and therapists who advise us to self-advocate to not allow ourselves to become a doormat or to become codependent, to stand up for ourselves. And while there's truth to all of it, something profoundly powerful happens when we stand up for someone else, like I did that day in the neighborhood for my little brother. There's a lot of noise these days from pastors and churches about their rights, their rights to gather, their rights to worship, and well-intentioned as they are, they're missing it. That's because the church's voice is clearest and strongest when it's advocating for others. Let me say that again. The church's voice is clearest and strongest when it's advocating for others. That's because we follow a different kind of king, one who rules an upside-down kingdom where the least are the greatest, where leaders serve, and where you gain life by giving it away. In short, Jesus is nothing like Herod, and Herod is the way everybody wants to use power to protect, to keep, to get. If you're not familiar with Herod the Great, you should be. He features prominently in the story of Jesus' birth, and he provides a clear contrast to the kind of king that Jesus is. Herod was born into a military family who knew how to pick sides. He was actually a favorite of Julius Caesar, the Julius Caesar, because at age 28, when Herod was appointed governor of Galilee, he managed to utterly and completely squash a rebellion and pass along all the taxes that Rome had levied. Herod's tactics were so brutal that even the Sanhedrin, the Jewish-Roman compromisers of the day, condemned him for it. Around 40 to 37 BC, after a series of military victories, the Roman Senate named Herod King of the Jews, even though he wasn't actually Jewish. Herod had become what's known as a 
compliant ruler, someone who ruled in the name of Rome and who could do whatever he wanted as long as he kept the peace and as long as he passed along tax revenue. Herod was Stalin-like in his approach. He used secret police to spy on community leaders and their families in order to gauge the true feelings of the public toward him. He prohibited any form of protest, and he employed a personal bodyguard of 2,000 well-trained soldiers. Herod was a famous builder. You probably have read about his renovations to the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. But he also built the Herodian, 10 miles north of Jerusalem, which was the third largest palace in the ancient world. I want you to let that sink into you for a moment. He built a palace that was the third largest palace in the ancient world. Herod was also insecure and paranoid. He killed his wife, he killed his sons. He killed anyone who posed a threat. 187 family members in all. He was so afraid of Cleopatra of Egypt that he built a series of fortresses from Jerusalem to Masada as an escape route just in case he needed to flee. In a word, Herod was ruthless. Flavius Josephus, an historian from the first century, calls Herod barbaric. Another calls him the malevolent maniac. And yet another called Herod the great pervert. Caesar Augustus once joked in Rome that it was better to be one of Herod's pigs than one of Herod's sons. Guess who ruled the region where Jesus was born? Yeah, that's right, Herod. Listen to what Matthew tells us in his gospel. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared, and he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem and went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, 
they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Now, I believe these wise men, these magi, came from somewhere around Babylon. The Babylonian culture valued the night sky. There was an extensive course of study of the stars and planets, and Babylonians believed that when something significant happened in the heavens, it meant something significant was happening on earth. We know from the Jewish exile that many Jews remained in Babylon. They married, they put down roots, and they passed along stories from one generation to the next about the coming king. These wise men, these magi, set out to find this king. Now, we're told in Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, that King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, disturbed troubled the word literally means to shake violently so Herod calls for the priests and the teachers is this true where is this going to take place and so he sends the wise men the magi to Bethlehem let's pick it up in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 2 after the wise men were gone an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream get up flee to Egypt with the child and his mother The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. The wise men are warned in a dream Joseph is warned in a dream and Herod is too late. I want you to imagine for a moment Roman soldiers sent into this region tearing babies and toddlers from their mother's arms and slitting their throats, acting on orders from King Herod. This is the very thing that Pharaoh did to Hebrew babies in Egypt. And it's the kind of thing that Stalin did throughout his lifetime. Joseph Stalin routinely had Russian citizens rounded up and shot in the middle of the night. In January and February of 1953, Stalin had all the prominent doctors in and around Moscow rounded up and killed. Ironically, on March 1st of that same year, he suffered a massive stroke and there were no doctors left to treat him. Ruthless. Ruthless. What Herod does is actually a fulfillment of Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 16 through 17. But now this is what the Lord says. Do not weep any longer, for I will reward you, says the Lord. Your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy. There is hope 
for your future, says the Lord. Your children will come again to their own land. Jesus would later be called the same thing that the Roman Senate named Herod, King of the Jews. It was prominently displayed on the cross where Jesus was crucified as an innocent man dying for sinners everywhere. By bringing Herod and Jesus together at the same time in history, God shows once again that he uses people who appear to be weak to triumph over those who appear to be strong. Herod seemed unstoppable, but he was no match for even baby Jesus. Let me ask a couple of questions in light of what Matthew tells us from the earliest days of Jesus. And the first question is this, at any point in 2020, have you advocated for someone else? Someone outside your family, outside your company, outside your school, outside your team, simply because it was the right thing to do? And then secondly, if the church of Jesus Christ in the United States were to advocate for someone or for a group of people, who might that be today? The unborn? Children separated from their parents at the border? Restaurant or gig workers with no income right now? Who? Who would the church of Jesus Christ advocate for today? The earliest followers of Jesus, do you know who they advocated for? Children. In the Roman world, children were often not named until the eighth day after birth. Any child missing fingers or toes, deformed in any way, or simply not presenting as a healthy baby would be taken to a dung heap, a corpus, or a trash pile and left there to die inside of a clay pot of exposure. This was particularly true of girl babies. Rodney Stark estimates that in the first century, there were 1.4 million boys and 1 million girls, meaning over 400,000 girls were left to die alone on a dung heap or trash pile simply because they were born a girl. Jesus changed that. Jesus changed that. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. One day, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. Jesus' early followers remembered this statement and early Christians began roaming the city dumps, taking in abandoned children as their own. Those early Christians didn't just take them in, they formally adopted them, giving those children full rights of inheritance and so much more. It's where the practice of godparents came in, people who would pledge to step in and raise children as their own, 
should their parents die. Jesus changed that for all of us. Gang, the church's voice is clearest and strongest when it's advocating for others. Not the powerful and the well-connected, but the weak and forgotten. Not the rich, but the poor. And certainly not ourselves. Imagine what the church of Jesus Christ in the United States could do if she once again became such an advocate. Gang, let me pray for our church as we get ready to close out 2020. Father, we, along with so many other Christians throughout the history of the church, of this movement, of this ushering in of your kingdom, we remember the words of our master and king Jesus. Let the children come. Give us eyes to see who might need an advocate in our community right here in Nicholasville in Jessamine County. Stir our hearts and help us to be the church, a clear and strong voice for Jesus Christ and his kingdom right here in Jessamine County. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.